I was born 87 years ago. For 65 years, I've ruled as Tamriel's emperor. But for all these years, I've never been the ruler of my own dreams. I have seen the gates of oblivion, beyond which no waking eye may see. Behold, in darkness, a doom sweeps the land. Elder Scrolls, I imagine it's gonna be. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna take us like two hours, but we're gonna aim for an hour, and okay. at worst it should be two hours. But uh, let me do the stopwatch. It's the third third episode, right? Yes, and I mean before we start, let's let's get this out of the way. Uh, are you? A fan of like adventuring. What do you mean adventuring? Do you like to be an adventurer? In real life? No, no, in general. Like in games, in real life. Uh, in games, yeah, but in real life, no. Okay. Uh, wait a second. <clears throat> he likes <clears throat> to adventure down to the fridge. No, no. Uh, um, I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I uh -huh. took an arrow in the knee. Ah, <laughs> oh, god damn it. <laughs> that was, god damn it, that was like a war crime. You're gonna be, yeah. have to be that was tried like, in Hague. That's, like, that's what like um, millennial dad jokes are gonna be like. Hey, 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 hey. hey. <laughs> at, least it's, it, at least it's a good cold open. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Fuck. Yes, it's another shitty podcast. Yes, it's another shitty podcast. Yes, it's another shitty podcast. Hello and welcome to the third episode of the third season of YASP, short for yet another shitty podcast. And as has been the ritual this season, we're joined here by a yet another new guest. Uh, but before and we go... Me. And yeah, me. And the, you, could you just let me talk? <laughs> so no. yeah, uh, as per use, there's the co-host Ali. No one gives a... Shit about you, Ellie, and I'm Ami Reza, and we are joined here by a very good friend of mine from Ireland that goes by the name of JD. JD, we're, uh, it's an honor and uh, we're glad to have you here. So if there's anything you want to say to us about yourself, I mean, you to be it honest, now. it's an honor for you to be here with us, but... Yeah, Okay, sure. okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um... I'm JD, you know, I'm a, I'm a Mirrors friend from Ireland, so um, I'm here today to talk to, you know, my good friend Amir and Ali about, um, 
you know, what made me really discover how much of a geek I am, and that is the Elder Scrolls. So Yeah, Elder Scrolls. So as JD said, we're going to be talking about Elder Scrolls at length. And sadly, I haven't really been engaged with the series yet. I will awesomeness. definitely like, yeah, I will <laughs> definitely after this episode, it's going to give me incentive to just like uh, throw myself into the world of it. But uh, I think it's time for Ali to start from the beginning and then... I think for most of this episode, you two are going to be talking. But if there's an, like if at any time I have any two cents to drop, I'll you know like just enter the conversation. So Ali, take the cue and do whatever you want with it. Well, at the beginning, God said, "Let there be light," and then there was light, and then the God Adria. said. <laughs> And then God said, what is that piece of shit there? And the angel says, that's France. And... <laughs> uh, okay, so you were doing our French joke at the beginning of this episode. Yeah, that's like because good. yeah, because I really don't have anything French-related to say about Elder Scrolls. Before we go on, uh, let's do a round call. Uh, Amy, because you've played least from all three of us, which games yeah. have you played? I have played Morrowind and Oblivion when I was a kid, like literally when they had just come out. And I didn't even play them on my own computer. I played them on my cousin's computer. So I have like uh, backsitter uh, memories from that and those games, like when he used to play them and I would just like look at them on those old CRT, you know, monitors, with those beige and white keyboards and huge PCs with Pentium 3 and Pentium 4s, you know, back in the day. That aesthetic so much, that, like, beige <laughs> computer aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. And I have played uh, Skyrim only once on my 360 again back in the day. I think I was, like, 15. It's been, like, 11 years, yeah. It's, uh, so when it had just come out, I played it once. And that's it. Like, I haven't been involved in the, like, modding... I haven't really done anything with Skyrim, so I think that, and even the main story and quests and stuff, like a lot of it has to be brushed because I don't remember much. So, and as for the lore and the story and like the whole world of Elder Scrolls, again, I'm like, don't really know anything. So it's just up to you guys to talk about them. Okay. Well, uh, JD, how about you? Which games have you played? Okay, so I'm a Zoomer. You know what I mean? Born uh, a few months before uh, George Bush changed the world. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no, my first uh, Elder Scrolls game was uh, playing Skyrim when it first came out in my next-door neighbor's house. And then I got Oblivion. Um, my dad got it for me at GameStop for my PlayStation 3, just so I could like test it out and see if I really like it. I just fell in love, man. Um, you know, um, uh, powered through Oblivion without leveling up at all, because I didn't understand that you had to sleep to level up. So I completed <laughs> the, the main quest. Wow. Uh, uh, at level 1, so all I had was like iron armor the whole time. <laughs> so that was an experience. Uh, 
Well, but, uh, uh, that actually can can be useful later when we talk about some of the weaknesses of the Elder of Oblivion. Yeah, and like, like yeah, yeah. Uh, but the one thing is, at least in my first experience, I didn't have to deal with those sponge enemies. Oh, yeah. You know, when you overlevel. Uh, but uh, yeah, no. And then I got Skyrim, and I just fell even more in love. Um, I became a staunch um, Stormcloak. You know, Skyrim for the Nords. Wow. I, I know you guys wow. don't like stories on here, but I just can't help myself. You know, we need the gray skins out of Windhelm. You know what I mean? Well, They're fuck really, off. Yeah, they really, yeah. Bastard. I mean, <laughs> are, are, are the Dunmer not racist themselves? Like, uh, no. Uh, what? Uh, have you not played Morrowind? The moment you're off the boat. Okay, Enwa. <laughs> like, you know what okay, I mean? Okay, wait, wait a minute. Outlander. Uh, Morrowind is like, uh, it's like, 100 years before Skyrim, like the uh, what was Dude, the they, they, they had name? slaves, like the like what they did to Argonians was like horrific, but uh, yeah, I agree. But you know, the thing is that okay, we uh, can we can debate about Morrowind's politics, oh, yeah. all right? Like, let's let's just power through this. So, yeah, no, um, and then I finally seeing like how people were able to modify the game, I got um, my first um, like a uh, PC per se, it was like a gaming laptop though. I had no idea what I was doing, um, so I got a laptop. <laughs> um, I just felt even more in love being able to modify the game and stuff back in 2013, uh, 2014. Mm-hmm. You know, I got the Thomas the Tank Engine Dragon mods, you know, the classic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, who's that wrestler that they turned into a dragon in the game? Uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. Macho Man, yeah, Ran- Randy Savage. Yeah, I know. Um, Man, the memories, and then um, I tried playing Morrowind um, when I was fifteen. Uh, when I booted up my old um, laptop again, but my Zoomer mind just couldn't comprehend. Like you know, I couldn't enjoy how complex Morrowind was. You know what I mean? I I didn't like how I couldn't run everywhere automatically. That I was missing when I was hitting things. You know, the dice roll mechanics. I just you know, being having my hand held throughout most of my gaming experience, being a zoomer, right? Two thousand one baby, it kind of spoiled the experience for me. So I kind of uh, went back into it and I, I played it uh for the first time fully through with all the DLC and stuff, even some mods um uh that like have the mainline war and stuff. And I just completely fell in love. It's my favorite Elder Scrolls game to play um now um yeah it's my favorite yeah um it's really wow like really changed my uh perspective on video games i used to like play things on easy mode all the time like i'd play you know jack of all trades on skyrim you know novice difficulty so i could like power through and feel like a god but the way morrowind made you nothing at the beginning and you have to make yourself a demigod and this sort of journey was just there's there's no beating it. It's just I, I fell in love with it, the Elder Scrolls again, playing Morrowind. Sixteen times the detail. Again, so I, yeah, I I, I I tried Arena and I tried um, oh what's the Elder Scrolls two called again? I keep forgetting Daggerfall. Right? Daggerfall. Yeah, and uh, Daggerfall. I just eat my Zoomer mind still can't cope with Arena and Daggerfall. Sorry, Todd. Sorry. Uh, no, don't. <laughs> Don't apologize We're not to Todd, fans Todd of Todd here. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 yeah he's definitely like, okay. not been great in in recent years. Um, yeah. A- anytime you want to apologize to Todd Howard, just remember <laughs> um, these three words: sixteen times the detail. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah wait what's, what's that referring is that referring to this uh 76 yes yep. oh yeah times yeah. dude what and a disappointment for fallout 4, oh my god yeah even for fallout 4 like it just works it just works. Uh, perhaps mostly a steve jobs thing to say that it just works like magic you know dude like yep. todd Howard is so corny but what he did with morrowind it's like oh, i want the old todd back man oh my god well, uh, yeah. I understand. Um, before we go on and talk about the politics of Elder Scrolls, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I also the first game I played was was Skyrim, and uh, the first Elder Scrolls game I played was Skyrim back in 2012, I think. And the way my friend sold the game to me was um, okay. Uh, we, We've talked. I I don't remember if I told this story or not. Skyrim, first of all, is my favorite game of all time. I know, Buck Witcher, mm-hmm. but <laughs> yeah. um, the way it was sold to me, my friend told me it's like GTA, but you can go into every house. Mm-hmm. Oh okay. yeah, oh yeah, that's definitely a selling point. Yeah, yeah. and so th- because of that, I started playing the game. I fell in love with the setting. I, I I think I don't know um how like deep uh you went into it, JD. I like for the time back in 2016, I, I was spending like hours upon hours just watching video essays about Skyrim lore. Like oh, yeah, same. lore. Uh yeah. Fudge Puppet? Is that his name? What? You Fudge Muppet, yes. Fudge yes. Muppet. Dude, I love their videos. Like um, and Mr. Rex was another yeah, one, yeah. and then later Epic Nate three one five, I think is the name. I don't remember. Uh, and you know, I just I loved listening to the law of the Elder Scrolls. Um, and it kind of saddens me that Bethesda turned out to be like a <laughs> piece of shit publisher. But <laughs> uh, anyways. Uh, after that, I played Oblivion. I'm not going to lie, going from Skyrim to Oblivion was very hard. Um, like the first time, I completely pissed out. I was like, nope, I, I can't deal with this. Then I powered through it. It's still not my favorite Elder Scrolls game. Uh, but after that, I played Morrowind. And I agree with you, Morrowind is a good game. Like the fact that it's so different from Skyrim, it felt like, oh, it's it is a different game. Oblivion for me was like, oh, this is worse Skyrim. Like this is Skyrim but not as good. And um by the way, you said that uh complex and like missing features and all of that. Uh I have a bit of an anecdote. It's not about Elder Scrolls, but I do get what you mean. It's about another game called Vampire the Masquerade Redemption. Um, oh, I'm not familiar with that game. No. Oh, it's it's an old RPG from like the year 2000, and uh, it's almost as old as you, I think. Yeah. Oh, I, I, if it's from 2000, it's older than me, actually. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm 21. So. Okay. Uh, uh, damn, young people. 
Yeah, Zoomers, Zoomers am I right? <laughs> yeah, we are Fortnite and uh, and TikTok. Am I right, guys? I'm I'm like on the very line. I don't like by some estimates, I'm a millennial. Like I'm the last millennial, kind of. By some others, I'm a Zoomer. So I'm like right at that line. Ninety-seven, right or ninety-six? Yeah, early ninety-seven. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what about you, Amir? You're twenty-six. No, ninety-five. I'm definitely millennial. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're definitely one. I'm a boomer now. Ollie, I, I consider you the same generation as Amir. Like, I'd say you like probably be more like similar. Like, you no, know, no, no, he's a grumpy or... old man. Oh yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, like uh, yeah. that meme of Simpsons: old man yells at this guy. Yeah, that's uh, definitely <laughs> me. Uh, anyways, uh, the thing I was gonna say is that for Vampire the Masquerade Redemption is an old game, and you have to click on enemies to hit them, and it is a randomized thing, which is one of the shittiest mechanics ever. That the fact that you can hit an enemy is based on an RNG. Fuck off, games. And <laughs> uh, I didn't know that if you click on an enemy and hold the the mouse button down, your character with attack will attack them automatically. So I just kept clicking <laughs> over and over and over again. And yeah, the older games have that problem with them. You do need the manual. You can't go in without the manual. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Sure. But uh, before we go on, I haven't played Arena or Daggerfall. I asked you before we started recording, you said you just couldn't handle them. Yeah. Uh, just, just in like a few sentences, tell us about the experience of playing these old ass games. Okay, so I don't know. Like, I I really liked the aesthetic of of Daggerfall in particular. It was just, um, I like sort of the huge open world, like randomized open world arena had and stuff. I like the look of it, but I just couldn't get past those first two dungeons, man. Oh my god, like it was like my poor zoomer mind just couldn't handle it. You know what I mean? I wasn't getting my dopamine fix, you know what I mean? Like yeah. uh it was just oh it was, it was kind of jarring and uh I really hope I can you know go back and appreciate those games at a later date, but especially since like I've just upgraded my computer recently, you know, um I'm playing like an ultra modded playthrough on Skyrim right now. Wildlander, if any of you guys mod Skyrim, look into this Wabajack um, mod list called Wildlander. It, it it turns Skyrim into as just as, if not more, I'd say more complex than Morrowind in a lot of ways in the gameplay, which she was sort of lacking um, in vanilla. So yeah, like... um. Hopefully I can go back and appreciate those, but man, like this whole, like you have to like for arena, you have to wave your mouse. Like it's a sword and stuff. Like I just like, yeah, nah, man. <laughs> like I just, I couldn't. Well, uh, I, I do completely understand. I think, uh, I don't want Bethesda to be in charge of it because they will fuck it up. But I think mm-hmm. these games need a remaster or complete remake. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. 
Yeah. I mean, if uh, Rockstar is anything to go for, go by, I mean, or uh, even Blizzard, those fucking assholes, um, it's not going to be good, but... <laughs> in in yeah, what um, sense? You mean actually, like, actually, like, mm-hmm. speaking of Bethesda and Remaster, I heard a rumor that they're remaking Fallout 1, but oh, they're not going to make it a 3D oh. game. They're not going to make it a 3D game. They're going to make it top down like it was, just like in an updated, like a new engine. Um, really? That mind. sounds like a big, uh, big risk, to be honest. Given the like, the yeah, it's that just a rumor, though. Like, mm. it's 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 a rumor. Like, you know, sometimes, you know, half oh, yeah, yeah. these rumors aren't aren't necessarily true. Well, I I mean. There are a few things to first consider. First of all, now Bethesda is under the same umbrella as uh, Obsidian, which mm. houses a few of the people who worked on Fallout 1. Mm. They were the ones who made Fallout New Vegas. I love Obsidian. The like They yeah. make great games. So. Yeah. And so I don't think if it's that much of a risk on part of them, because Fallout 1 is a massive cult hit. It still has a huge fandom. I've, I, I'm just more worried that are they going to fuck it up? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like, because... I, I, mm, uh, yeah, I get you. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm just going to finish the thought because, Ami, you said in what sense. Uh, we've seen how Rockstar did with GTA Definitive Edition. Oh, yeah. But that was mostly thanks to Take-Two. I don't know if you've uh, seen the Rockstar of Take-Two. Yeah, take yeah, yeah, like... Uh, the guy is like literally a parody of a shitty CEO that's just like in it for the money, like the ultimate form of douchebag. I'm not sure. Game studio as well, like they're not yeah, even. Yeah, like, yeah. Zynga yeah. is it called? So they're just like they literally are treating uh, Take Two as like uh, like I know every company is supposed to do that to just work for the profits and money. But some companies, I think, take it a bit too far, and two, Take Two has become one of those companies. They've just like, they're literally lost their soul and like the reason they're doing this. So I think it's actually gonna get worse and worse as time goes on. And even Rockstar has lost uh, some of its, not some of its, like most of its uh, founders, let's say, uh, in like for uh, GTA specifically but we're not talking about that one thing we do need to talk about i think as you touched on it is um the fact that all of these studios were bought by microsoft and i'm not sure if microsoft has had a good track record of what they turned the studios they buy into like if we look at um the studios they have bought yeah like uh they didn't buy bungee but they kind of like Bought the essence of it to create uh, 343 studios, is it called? Yeah, the ones that are making like the new Halos, which are like, if you ask any Halo fan, yeah, if you ask any Halo fan, they're not like really satisfied with the end result. Like, all the good Halos are where the ones that were made by Bungie, and then they bought Rare, which is one of their oldest, like, buying uh, deals. Yeah, Yeah, and like, they turned Rare into. Nothing, let's say. Shit. Connect shit. Yeah, and like the, the only same. game Rare has now is uh, Sea of Thieves, which is not terrible, but like 
compared to what rare could have been, I think it's like an insult. And and they uh they uh, I got disconnected a bit. So uh, we're talking about Microsoft. They fucking killed Lion's Head. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Literally, like uh, yeah. Look at the Fable series. Look at even Gears of War, which is like their flagship game back in the day. Like, there's no Halo uh, in its like full glory anymore. There's no Gears of War. There's no. I don't know. Now, like, yeah, mm. and now they have Bethesda and Activision. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and by the way, uh, you were talking about that. That was Take Two. I, I was gonna say that Bethesda is also have that ab- abusive dad kind of situation, which is Zenimax. Well, yeah. 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 But I, I think and, Phil Spencer... And to be honest, uh, mm. the thing is that, uh, like, even if you... Okay, uh, GTA Definitive Edition had that. Blizzard, those fucking abusive assholes, uh, had uh, Warcraft 3 Reforged Edition. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, but I think... um. I don't know. I, 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 just... I don't have any trust in Bethesda. Not after Elder Scrolls Online, which we will get to. Not after Fallout 76. Not after all of the stuff that they fucked up. And to be honest, part of the reason I'm not really that excited about the new Elder Scrolls, Elder Scrolls 6, which I think is going to take place in Hammerfell. Apparently. Yeah. I mean, it's been officially introduced since uh, E3. 2017 was it? Uh, six, and because I remember distinctly the day it was like uh, introduced. And yeah, all I, hope, I hope it's still in the fourth era. Like I, I really want to see like the Thalmor and their kind of dynamic with the with the Red Guards and Hammerfell. Because I know like if you guys know anything yeah, about like that. Hammerfell and like the timeline of Skyrim, they're they're actually going through like um a war with the Thalmor, and that's why yeah. like you know when you go when you go into White Run, there's the those um those red guards looking for the red guard woman that's in yeah, the yeah. tavern and you know um you and know. you know uh, the thing is that I don't really trust Bethesda anymore. Uh, oh, especially mm-hmm. after fucking Blades. Remember Blades? Nope. No. It's a mobile game. Is it like a old Symbian OS mobile game or like Oh Blades? Yeah, 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 yeah. I I played that. Yeah, I played Blades. Yeah, yeah. It's not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. It, it came out uh, like, look, dude. After Skyrim, the only Elder Scrolls products they have was Online and Blades. And uh... oh, so it's a recent game. All right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And there was a card game, which I don't remember at all. Okay, card games are just like obscenely, brazenly, shamelessly money grab projects by every company. And like, I don't know if you read, but the Diablo uh, Inferno, is it called? Like the, the new Diablo game that just dropped Immortal. for... Immortal. Um, Im- oh yeah, Immortal. Yeah. Uh, they literally have made it so that there is no way for you to, through playing the game, obtain uh, certain items. And the yeah. only way you can get them is loot boxes, not even direct payment. So you just have to pay for loot boxes and hope that you get the item you're uh, like aiming for. And by some estimates, you're going to have to spend like hundreds of thousands of dollars to max out a character. 
So that's yeah. like the the direction yeah. we're heading towards. I literally in the watched industry. the I literally watched the video by James Stephanie Sterling uh, before like we started recording about that. <laughs> yeah. So like, I I think these like in-game uh, purchases, like uh, these items and the cards and and the introduction of the metaverse into the like the video game industry. And like the fact that video games are making more money than music, movies, and theater, and all the other entertainment industries combined, uh, I I think we're gonna have to kind of start saying goodbye to fully made games, offline games that you could enjoy. Only a few of them are gonna remain, and that's thanks to Nintendo and PlayStation. Other than that, I think it's in the agenda of every company. To kind of make it like uh, in-game purchase oriented in some way, or at least like add a lot of yeah. DLCs to the mix. Yeah, and, I, and like looking and at the background of not background, like look, looking at the history, let's say, of a lot of these companies recently in 2010. Summer. Yeah, 2010 <laughs> onwards. Uh, it's not you know like the premonitions are not showing anything good, let's say. And, uh, okay, funnily enough, you mentioned that. Do you know the first game who started selling DLCs that had only customizable items in it? Oblivion, wasn't it, with the horse armor? Yes, horse yeah. armor in Oblivion. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Like, they're, they're like, the yeah. forefathers of scamming players to make yeah. more money. Exactly, and I, I agree with you. I think at the end of it, we will go to where the movies will be like a few good big budget movies, but then you have A24. You will go back to indie games. And to be honest, a lot of good games nowadays are indie games. So, Yeah, but uh, before we go on, I just want to ask both of you, what do you think? Because like still... Uh, it's a subsidiary of Xbox and Microsoft, like uh, with their new acquisitions. Uh, I am. Are you like trusting of Phil Spencer and his uh, vision for the future of Xbox, given how he looks at Xbox, not as like a console-making company anymore, but more as a service, let's say, and like they're introducing their streaming box instead of xbox like it's it's a really really uh like baseline product that you only use the internet with to like stream video games not play them locally using your hardware and oh, they nothing. you will eat the yeah. box you will sleep in your pod and you will own nothing <laughs> <laughs> yeah like uh the owning of nothing era I'm I'm with JD on that. First of all, I don't trust Phil Spencer to tie my shoes. Uh, <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Phil Spencer is a CEO of a multi-million dollar, multi-billion dollar Multi-billion, company. yeah. Multi-billion. Yeah, multi-billion dollar company. If anything Phil Spencer is for, it's not customer satisfaction. But given how, like, uh, if you remember... Xbox One, specifically the launch of it, was a complete disaster. And Xbox, during the 8th generation, I mean the previous generation, 
was like having a really, really bumpy road. Like it was really close to just, you know, not going bankrupt in the sense of like fucking up Microsoft, but going bankrupt in the sense of Microsoft giving up on other gaming ambitions. But then it was Phil Spencer that like through his uh, planning and all of that, like I'm not trying to give the guy more credit than he deserves, but I, I am going to say that he, if it was not for him, Xbox in this current generation would have tanked even harder than Xbox One. Like if oh, you remember, I, it I was agree. mandatory to buy the like the Kinect and Xbox were in the same package. You had to always be online. Like it was a disaster. And like I, before I the agree. yeah before before Activision Blizzard and Bethesda, like everyone was like Xbox doesn't have any exclusives. They don't have any good studios. What are they gonna do? And like everyone was hyped for PlayStation, but like that acquisition was a game changer in my opinion. Like one of the biggest, not not one of like literally the big biggest and most expensive like buyout of a company or a merger of companies, let's say. So I, I I'm not like I don't think that he's just like some CEO trying to more to, to make more buck. I think he does stand for something. At least he's trying to take Xbox out of that quagmire, let's say. You know I agree I mean? with you, but the thing is that I think he's trying to drag Xbox out of that quagmire and make him the next monster. Like, I, I'm not very... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not very yeah. hopeful. Like, now, Xbox Game Pass is a fantastic product right now. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's really dirt cheap. It... Yeah, I don't think it will be the same two years from now, four years from now, even a decade from now. We will look back at this moment as, oh, so yeah, that's it, where it all started. Exactly. It depends on if it becomes like a, if it starts dominating the market, like if they get the upper hand, they are going to like screw us all, all of us yeah. gamers. It's like a, it's like a ruse. It's like a, uh, let's say, Troy situation. Yeah. And by the way, the acquisition of Activision Blizzard, I'm glad that Bobby Kotick now has a boss, even though that doesn't change anything. The man's um, the man is literally an abusive, sexist asshole. And nothing is gonna change that. I'm not even gonna say allegedly. He he is. Like, come sue us, Bobby Kotick. Yeah, or is that your uh, attempt at uh, trying to raise our name through infamy, Ali? No, uh, I'm literally saying that if you are listening to this and are a fan of Activision Blizzard, know that the CEO of Activision Blizzard is a fucking abuser. <laughs> know what okay. games you're uh, supporting, basically. <laughs> Oh, like, what do you mean by, like, sir, I don't, I don't know what you mean, so he's an abuser, like, what do you mean by that, like, towards, like, women or something, like, whoa. Oh, uh, dude, he, uh, he literally, um, threatened his assistant that he's gonna have her killed. Okay, yeah, weirdo. Or, like, interesting. The, the like, <laughs> like, game development, I heard it's, like, I heard the working conditions in, like, game dev are actually, like, Aren't that great? Like you know what I mean. I heard like. Oh yeah, oh uh, yeah. I mean, uh, Blizzard had that uh, Cosby room. 
Do you know what Did that is? Did you say is? Cosby room? Yes. Like Bill Cosby? Yes. What? Uh, okay, I don't know what you mean by that Cosby room. Okay, uh, just look it up. Uh, it's it's horrific. It's very and, horrific. And it pertains to Kotick? Oh yeah, Kotick was the CEO there, and Kotick not only helped abusers, he was part of the Cosby room situation. Okay. Okay, holy goddamn moly i don't I, know anything about that i'm gonna look into that dom yeah yeah that, that sounds pretty yeah, messed intense. up Fuck. yeah look up I, I, there is a reason i'm uh, always saying that i'm we, when we always bring up activision i'm always so angry at them like uh bad video games are one thing you are allowed to make bad shitty art but you are not allowed to be a bad shitty guy yeah, yeah. true but let's get back yeah. to yeah, yeah uh, back Elder to Elder Scrolls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, let's start with the first one that really sort of blew them up, Morrowind. Now, mm. uh, both me and JD seem to have gone to it uh, mm-hmm. after playing Skyrim and Oblivion. No, I, I mean, I did, as I said, I did play it. I'm a lot no, no, personal. No. I said me and JD. That's, that's, yeah. That was the next sentence. I mean, you're the one who played it at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did play it at the time. <laughs> How and was it? Like, go back to uh, the first brain of, all, of yourself. In yeah, that yeah, world. like, yeah, I, I, I actually, I remember it distinctly because it's like one of those fond memories of I have. Uh, not the game itself, I'm like the entire thing. Um, I, I should say that even back then, the graphics brand like didn't have a wow factor to them. You know, mm-hmm. I think uh, graphics have never been like uh, the forte of um Elder Scrolls series. But even You're back right. then, like the, yeah, <laughs> the the magic of these games is not in their graphics. Uh, it's in the like the art. You know the the world building, the stories, and like mm-hmm. even as a kid, it was uh, a magical experience in the sense that I would like just get lost in the game. Like I didn't know English almost at all. I wouldn't understand the story. I wouldn't understand what anything was. And like uh, playing that game as a really young kid, I didn't know how to manage inventories. I didn't really know how to upgrade or level up in any RPG elements. Like it was too sophisticated for my brain. Uh, for a kid, but uh, I I had fun with it. Um, but again, I didn't play it for that long. I like I played it on my cousin's computer for like a few hours in total. I mostly watched him play it, and it seemed really sophisticated to me. And uh, I was perplexed most of the time. But I have fond memories. Uh, I really liked it. Sorry, sorry. I'm home alone, and for a second, I thought there was someone else in the house. So maybe there was someone else in the house. Maybe you're gonna yeah, be yeah. murdered within the next thirty seconds. No, no, no. I, I, I just I'm went and yeah, I just went and brought my camera into my room. So if someone else is in the house, they can at least steal my camera. Ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry for that. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. Okay, uh, ha- so I agree with you that Elder Scrolls games are never, never, ever on the graphical cutting edge of the era. 
Yeah, but I mean, through mods, you can do some really amazing things these days with them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll get to the modding community because that's actually part of the great thing and a problem with Elder Scrolls as a series. Yeah, um, yeah. I think uh, with uh, Bethesda in the sense that almost everything they release is kind of broken and it's up to the fans to fix. I, there's there's a lot of drama in the mod community as well. There's a lot of problems. Like you have like, you know, um, I was talking to a moderator of this one Discord I was in for um for a mod pack. He like brought me up to date with a lot of stuff. There's you know a lot of weird sort of mods that people have produced and like you know people that um that have created some of the best mods for the game like you know follower framework this guy who made like a follower framework he um post he he had a hissy fit with nexus he removed it and put it on a website that had cp mods on it holy yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. so there's like a lot of like mod there's a lot of drama in that community yeah like. yeah but to be honest um the problem is that even Bethesda at some point decided to be a shitty company i mean nowadays it's believable but back then we were also hopeful uh you know about creation club yeah yeah creation yeah club. <laughs> i mean do you know about creation club no i don't know it's club. when Bethesda decided to sell mods. Yeah. Oh, themselves. Mods, yeah. Yes. They produced themselves produced by fans. No, no, produced by fans. Produced by fans. Basically, Bethesda with their consent and knowledge or without? Yes, yes. Well, no, yeah, they're paid to do it. They're paid to do it. They're paid to do it. But the problem is uh, with the modding community as big as, well, Skyrim, it made no sense. Yeah. Because Creation Club mods, basically, it's uh, it's just that Creation Club every few months has like a drop. It's like, oh, new mods are coming. Come and play. Oh, there's a mod crab or armor. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just so, such shitty mods. And there are people out there making literal cities. Like, there is a mod right now. It's Beyond a big Scar budget. And yeah, exactly. Dude, I, like, I love that. Oh my yeah. God, such a good mod. Literally making the, definitely, if, if you are in a position to support that mod, people go and support that mod. Beyond because, Skyrim, Sky Oblivion, um, yeah. Skywind, those like big projects, definitely look into them. Like yeah. they, they're rebuilding, they're building the entirety of, have you seen the recent demos of like, um, dude, like they're, they're making Argonia, you know, like Black Marsh. They're making... Yeah. Yeah, Morrowind, they're making Elsewhere, they're making Cyrodiil, Hammerfell, they're making every, they're, dude, they're even making, I'm pretty sure they're making, like, parts of Akavir. Like, it's like... Yeah, they're literally making the whole Tamriel, which even is Even beyond, continent. like, Akavir. Like, yeah. they're going into Akavir, I'm pretty sure. Like, that's nuts. Yeah, and, hmm. and these people are doing it not because of Todd Howard throwing them literal table scraps, <laughs> it's it's because they love the game and so the way Skyrim treats this modding community is both with hatred and love it's like yeah you're like uh, okay this is a little bit of an exaggeration it's like a father who's like well why, why are you doing this for free you can't get paid for it come on let me sell your mods and it's like 
Fuck you, Todd. Fuck you, Todd. How? Hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, Morrowind, uh, JD just, well, we saw how Amir felt when he was playing it. And you said you mm. went back to it after the modding and all of that. Uh, talk about, uh, can talk about your experience with Morrowind. Okay, so yeah, like, I tried the first time and I just, I really couldn't um, get into it. I, my Zoomer mind couldn't. Um, appreciate how complex it was, you know what I mean? It's like sort of like a child trying alcohol for the first time. You know, your dad gives you a sip of his beer and you're like, Ugh. but you know what I mean? Like you get That's older. That's the most you, you Irish have, example you could give. Yeah. Give us. You, you, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you take more and more sips and you're like, damn, you know, this is actually better than that box of juice. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, well, agree so that was my experience but... with it. Uh, I am Irish after all, so <laughs> yeah. I know, but you know, I, I, I mean, also, I think is a avid fan of beer. Yeah, mm. no, I, I, I'm not a big fan of fruity cocktails, man. Like, um, I mean, like you, you, you know, you. like our friend Nate, right? And like how like, <laughs> he loves, he's obsessed yeah. with fruity cocktails. Yeah. He he doesn't like alcohol, but like when he gets his hand on a fruity cocktail, he's like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, one second. Anyways, this has been a podcast about beer and boxes of juices and, and uh, fruity cocktails. Um, right. So, like, um, like I was saying, like, I, I, I just fell in love. And I, I like, um, I found a really good mod list. Um, look, like, do you guys, um, you probably know about this, Ollie? You know, Open MW, the fan made engine for Morrowind. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't. Per, it, it's I unreal. just know of it. I haven't yeah, done so... anything with it. There's a there's mod list provided. I'm pretty sure by the Open MW um people, and if it's not, they they collab with them and stuff. Um, I have like a like hundreds of mods for Morrowind to really like yeah. make it more p- playable in, in in this decade. You know, twenty years later, fuck, twenty years. That game's out crazy, but um, yeah, yeah, no, it just fell in love, man. Um just you know starting off as um just nothing absolutely nothing you know i'm i'm a dunmer and coming back to my homeland after being in prison no one sees me as dunmer i'm an outsider no matter where i go um treated like shit no matter where i go um i i can i need to run away from even little slugs that attack me you know what i'm saying like yeah, yeah. i have to like walk super slowly to balmora right and and then you know you get into like you know um the mages guild and stuff and i like made my character like slowly from you know that to like a sort of novice spellcaster to a wizard like a proper wizard all the way to like like a a legendary sort of mage and then a demigod yeah. through this yeah. really epic story and i just the way you go from absolutely nothing to a literal god like you know it's alluded to like if you speak to um uh, vivek that you've achieved chim you know what i mean which is like sort of the reason why the in-game uh reason why you can like reload saves and stuff and like heal really easily but like yeah. it's just 
it's just yeah, yeah. unreal and like how you can you become power enough to literally slay gods like dagoth or like vivek like uh what's her name alexemia i i don't know how to pronounce her name I, but uh in, don't, don't in, ask me and the tribunal <laughs> dlc yeah uh correct me if i'm wrong because i might be uh, because i've played movement quite a long while ago i i need to get back to it do you see a Duema in Morrowind or not? Like, I remember the last one of the... Oh, things, yeah, dude, um, yeah, you you see a Duema that's been infected yeah. by Corpus. Um, yeah, Corpus one Duema, the last yeah. Duema. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, he's sort of like cool. a neckbeard in that one mage's basement, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's... To me, that was one of the because Duema are a big deal for those. Of such a mystery know. in Skyrim, like yeah, exactly. And then you, it literally felt like going to a prequel and think, oh, it's one of them. Yeah. And oddly enough, I didn't feel the same thing for uh, when Skyrim showed us the last white elf. Oh yeah, yeah, the, the Falmer. Yeah, Val, 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 the Falmer, right? Like. Uh, yeah, like to be honest, like unreal. Yeah, like the just the, the lore in Morrowind is just unparalleled. Like you have like the living yeah, gods yeah. and stuff. It's it's a great game. Like it's really is a great game. But uh, oh yeah, the, just uh, one question, Ollie. Uh, what house do you choose in the game? Oh, the house Hualu, uh Redoran. <laughs> <laughs> or are you Telvani Chad like myself? Uh, t- uh, to be honest, I knew who the Talvani were because of the DLC uh, in yeah, Skyrim. Dragonborn, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, I, I know these guys. I'm going to be one of them. <laughs> They're shitty people, though. They're horrible. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. They like so they bad. allow like they they allow like murder. It's like okay, if you have the power to murder this person, dude, like we don't give a fuck. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's it's all about power and like they're like staunch supporters of slavery and stuff. But like yes, in terms exactly. of like an art, I love to role play, man. Like I love to role play in these games. Um, so like, like I like I turned like my my whole thing was like coming back and like accepting to be ex- accepted and sort of like you know those like hispanic people in america that are like republicans oh yeah they like they hate all undocumented immigrants and stuff like it's sort of like that like you know like you like my character was an outsider and when he finally becomes accepted he doesn't want anyone else to come in he doesn't you know what i mean now he's going that, around calling uh, everyone, all, all the slaves, and was and outlanders. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, when he sees an imperial on, on the street on site, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like, yeah, oh I man, know. I just I, I love know. role playing <laughs> in Morrowind as a horrible uh, Telvanni, um, it's sort of you. like a a dictator. It's like it's really good because I I download this mod. I really recommend this guys. It really expands on the Telvanni. It's called Rise House of Telvanni. It's compatible with OpenMW, and it makes it so that you can become um, the leader of the Telvani, and it expands the 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 Telvani story afterwards, and how like people of the old sort of um, Telvani apparatus, you know, um, of the guy that you killed to become the yeah. the archmage of the Telvani, and how they try and assassinate you because, you know, you're putting in your own sort of state apparatus, you know, people that helped you along the way, you're putting them in positions of power, and the previous um, members don't 
don't really like it. It's just man, like there's just no beating like the role playing experience in in these games, especially Morrowind, man. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm really with you on that. Uh, to be honest, after playing that, I to be because the Talvani guy you meet in Dragonborn DLC isn't he's, that he's in bad. Morrowind. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's in yeah. Morrowind as well. Yeah. So it's a, it was like he wasn't that bad of a guy, and then when you go back to that and mm. like after playing Morrowind, I went in Skyrim and I just killed that dude just out of spite. <laughs> like yeah, fuck you. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I completely agree. I'm moving for all of its faults, and there are many. Uh, oh, yeah. It really allows you to feel like you're part of that world and do the stuff that you want to do. It's something that I actually wished uh, Skyrim had more of. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing it lacked was um, choice. Other than kill, whether you kill Vivek or not, that's the only real choice you get, isn't it? You, which house you're a part of, and whether you kill Vivek. Yeah, so, but but, but it, even, it, I, I didn't notice the lack of choice, though. I, I don't think yeah, it really exactly all that much more the, choice. They really worked what what they had really well. You mentioned it. something about Oblivion. You said you didn't know how to level up. Yeah, level up. Yeah, and yeah. and you finished the game like that. It's because. Uh, after moving, it seemed like they started doing that leveling up bullshit, yeah. which is the enemies level up with you. Oh, I hate that, man. That's why yeah. shout, out to, shout out to Skyrim Requiem. Great mod. It delevels the whole world. Makes it more like Morrowind. Yeah, Great mod. which is like, first of all, in Skyrim, like when you get to level 100, 120, Every dungeon just has dragger overlords. Like you never see. Yeah, and they're all else. shouting you around. And yeah, it's just it's so unimmersive. You're just as powerful as you were in the beginning. It doesn't make any sense. You should be yeah. terrified at the beginning to even exactly. see a bandit. Exactly. You know what I mean? And that, and that was that's what Morvin did. I I don't know who told uh, told them that this is a bad thing. I guess people uh, got discouraged. It's, yeah, exactly. They they wanted to appeal to a larger audience, and unfortunately, Ollie, we're never going to have a vanilla experience like that ever again. Yeah, yeah. that's that's a bad thing. And but, uh, like Skyrim Requiem, it's really made me realize the modding community really does have our back as gamers. I, I think um, in the future, Bethesda, hopefully they're allowed to do what they've been able to do in Skyrim because they've really changed that game into something else. So like I said, with with uh, these Requiem mod packs um, and mod lists, you guys should definitely look into look into any mod list that has Requiem and these sort of survival mechanics. It really turns into Skyrim to the bastard child of Morrowind and like minecraft uh, unreal exactly unreal. exactly but the thing is that uh i don't know why professor doesn't learn from the modern community like what is their problem they say they love the modern community and they should like the modern community is literally fixing their broken ass games but yeah. like uh Our unofficial this... patch you still need an unofficial patch 10 years later what's going yeah. on yeah yeah and and uh by the way how the hell did you not learn from the fact that Fallout 3 had one of the most famous mods of Fallout 3, I, mean, uh, I don't know if you know this or not, is one that helps you skip the opening. <laughs> yeah, man, they really need to add alternative start. 
Like you yeah. know, like you know, you know, alternative start from Skyrim. That's such yeah. a great mod. It's it's yeah, unfortunate exactly. though that that's one thing. The creator of that mod, he's a bit of an asshole. Supposedly, he's a bit. Uh, he refuses to cooperate with like modless creators, and he's like, you, you know what I oh. mean. It's really unfortunate yeah, yeah. because a lot of like prodigies and a lot of things tend 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 to be assholes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, it's like they get up their own ass. Like, dude, like. Like, come on, like, you know what I mean? It's such a pity because, like, that follower framework, that alternative um, star for Scar, those are two essential mods everyone should really have in their load order. But I don't. I don't have that in my load order. And even if I didn't have this mod list, I didn't have it, I wouldn't put it in because I'm not going to financially support um, someone that's, um, you know, supporting a website that, that has CP on it that's yeah, crazy you yeah. know what i mean like because what you do is you financially support these um they, they can buy games and stuff with like the points they receive through nexus when you download the mods so definitely yeah. like keep an eye out w- with these mod creators see who you're really supporting really support the the really good mod creators um yeah. like like ollie said um beyond skyrim like i said sky oblivion skywind for anyone that's listening, if you if you're a fan of houses, Eleonora, I think I remember the name of the person correctly, mm. has some great houses, like just houses overhauls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which yeah. I I highly recommend. I'm sorry I caught you off there, but oh, it, it's it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, like uh, Skywind, like that's definitely a project that I'm really looking forward to. Is yeah. when we see like because like um they're really keeping it. Uh, as true to the roots as they can within the Skyrim like updated engine and stuff, and yeah. like I really want to see like where that goes, and it'd be a lot more accessible to you know Zoomers like myself that get discouraged at the beginning. I, I agree, no. and the thing is that if you remember in Morrowind, you you're just thrown into the game, like there is no yeah. Ten I miss minutes. that so much. Yeah. yeah, or in Oblivion, you literally make the character, and then the main quest starts. Yeah. That's the problem. That's the biggest problem with Skyrim. It's that opening five minutes. Like I've played Skyrim so many times. The first couple of times, it's fun. That who opening. are you? Yeah, who wake are you? up? <laughs> but but by the tenth time, I've seen every little detail you put there. I'm yeah, I saw. Said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, like one of the details I didn't catch the first time because I was new to this whole world is General Talia's talking to the. Oh, the Thalmor? Yeah, yeah. Dominion. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Dude. But, but after. You the- want to release Ulfric Stormcloak, right? Yeah. The and, and like, um, after the third time, I've seen everything. Just give me, give me the fucking sword and let me go to the world. I don't need the 10 minute tutorial. Yeah. yeah. It's video games, man. <laughs> Yeah, man. They, yeah, they really need to. Uh, that's the first mod I always download. Is something that skips that intro. Unfortunately, like- alternate start isn't the only one. Like the mod pack I'm using, I don't know the name of it, but you can pick like a town where you start. Like you can pick like yeah, you, know, you start yeah. in like White Run or Windhelm, or you can start in the wilderness as like a Dumber refugee fleeing Morrowind, um, going into yeah. going into women. I I made a Dunmer character recently on Scar and Requiem. And like this, like dangerous journey from the border of Morrowind to to uh, 
to Windhelm in a de-leveled um, mm. Skyrim is crazy. Having to uh, run away from all these trolls and bears and and mages and bandits yeah. to get the Windhelm, and the moment you there, a guard stops you and he's like, "Listen here, you filthy grayskin. We have your eye on you." It's like, man, like modders, like they they just they they really work wonders. They made a yeah, better they game than life. the first. I'm, yeah. I'm like. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's in like the vanilla game because like, I made a Breton and that's what I'm playing right now. I'm playing, I'm role playing as a Reachman, like a bastard child of of a, a silver blood. You know the silver bloods in Markarth? Yeah, I know. They, how they hate like the the Reachmen, right? With a passion, yeah. so mine's a bastard child of of a Reach woman, and you know how you inherit the race of your mother. So he's a Breton, right? Not a yeah, not a lord. Yeah. Uh, but uh. And like when he went at that wind helm, he gets stopped at the gate and he's like, Breton, okay, we don't know if you're a reach man or not. We have your eye on you, you filthy savage. Like, it's just all oh, man. Like, that's like the one the one thing I really like about um the Elder Scrolls is the politics and like you can see racial oh, yeah. tensions in the game. Yeah, yeah. And it yeah. sort of like reminds me of like, you know, real life. I used to live in the United States. You know, the the, the way um even in Europe, right? Like the way people view, like you know, refugees from like the Middle East, it's very similar to like how a lot of reactionaries in Europe view. Um, not to get into real life politics, but people from the Middle East, um, it's like it's it, it's very similar. Like you know, uh, keeping these people in slums and then like you know, blaming them for being in the slums and like being super racist towards them and saying Skyrim's for the Nords, you know what I mean? Even yes, though exactly. it's, it's ironic because the Nords have been colonizing the northern part of like the northern and the like eastern part of Tamriel for centuries, you know what I mean? They're like okay. imperialist bastards and it's yeah, like... Yeah, exactly. Like Skyrim wasn't for the fucking Nords, it was for the Dwemer, the, it was for the Vikings. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, like, it's, it's like all the irony. It's like, it reminds me of like, you know, Gar- like the, the parallels between... And it's funny because Brexit happened after Skyrim, right? Yeah. The parallels <laughs> between Brexit and the Stormcloaks, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Like, you have like, okay, the Starland, we were here first. Dude, like, you're a Nord. You haven't been here forever. What about the elves that were here before you? You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, you know, you know, in Britain, like, these English nationalists, they've only been in the British Isles for a couple hundred years. You know, they kicked my people out of the British, that that part of the British Isles. You know what I mean? Like, dude, like, what? You've you, you've been here for like what, like five centuries? Like, sorry, not like, like, like almost a millennia, right? But like, in terms yeah. of like, you know, um, the history of the British Isles, like they're they're relatively new to the British Isles, yet they're like they gatekeep the fuck out of it. It's it's like uh, it's like really like uh, there's so I many know, parallels I know, there. I know, like one of the funniest jokes I think I remember. Mark Yaffe is a, a Native American comic. Yeah. And he said, uh, what what name do you like we call you? He said, people ask me, like Native American, Indian. He says, how about original landowner? Yeah, originally, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So funny. do you think it's uh, art imitates life or life imitates art? Or both uh, going in... I think in this case it's more uh, art imitating life yeah, because yeah. Skyrim and the politics of Tamriel are very interesting and I do love the law behind it but it is like incredibly um, European 
uh, not European. It's just that you can see the parallels quite clearly. Like the, yeah. it's not too as JD said. Like basically, Imperial versus Stormcloak. It's literally the American Civil War. Do you want the yeah. slavers in the South or do you want the <laughs> liberators in the North? Well, like I, I, I don't know. Like there wasn't slavery involved there. Like it was like uh, more. I, think, I, I think the politics behind it was more like Brexit. Is more like you know, there's a lot of parallels, like, uh, even like it has like some nobility in it in terms of like its parallels with Irish rebel history, you know what I mean? That's one thing I really yeah. noticed was yeah. it was very it really because we had like religious persecution here, very similar to like the Nords had with Talos, yeah, yeah, yeah. With so, Talos. Uh, yeah, like, so like that, like seeing that and like really like getting starting to get in touch with my. My Irish roots because you know Skyrim came around around the time I moved from America to Ireland, so like I like I just had to be like a Nord like Stormcloak, you know what I mean to, well, to really you. appreciate that fuck parallel. You. No, no, I, seriously, fuck you. Like, okay, I do understand the understand uh, the idea that oh you're for uh, forbidden us from worshiping Talos, which first of all, and I know this is like getting too nerdy, but. Uh, the oh, I love M- this. That's one. what we're this. here for. Yeah, 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 this is what that's this what is all about, for. right? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. why I came here, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, this it's is not for the empire the by the name. Yeah, exactly. It's not the empire who's uh, forbidding people from worshiping Talos. It's the ultimate dominion. It's like part of the uh, white piece. Was it the white piece? The white gold concordant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. White uh, gold concordant. Like, because that's the part- white gold terror, and like. Ironically, it was actually the elves that built that white terror, uh, white gold terror. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but you know the thing is that like it's not the M- like the part I don't understand. Uh, I do understand. I'm just saying like people who side with storm cloaks. It's like that the empire isn't a fan of Falmore either. I do understand they they have to be beholden to them because they lost the war to them. But uh, I don't think they are a fan of Falmore. Like, they're not part of the Falmore conspiracy, if you will. And I, think, I think you can make the case that Ulfric is more closer to that Falmore conspiracy when you go into the, the embassy and you, like, read the notes of, like, the tortures and yeah, stuff. exactly. Yeah, he and was like, an asset. Like, he was an asset. They get indirect support. Sort of, like, there. there's another parallel there. Like, sort of, like, a, you know, obviously ISIS is a lot worse than the Stormcloaks. I, I believe anyways. Uh, but, uh, you know, like, how, like, the Americans, like, indirectly... Uh, funded like these like moderate rebels quote unquote and it turned out to be you know you know timber sycamore and isis and stuff it was like yeah that that it's like the old mary dominion uh the way that they indirectly fund um like groups like that it's like it, it really like reminds me of like america and like, like what they do uh, to achieve their goals okay uh with the the pnac yeah, yeah, I kind of forget the uh, group in the Markov, the on on the oh oh the Force One, Force One, yeah, yeah, it's like literally like that, and funny because Ulfric was the one who fucked up the Force One. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's literally it's literally the Afghanistan. You give uh, a lot of mon- uh, money and guns and support to yeah yeah the the Mujahideen, Mujahideen, like, yeah. and then. 
Taliban is formed after that. It's like, yeah, what did you expect would happen? Yeah, man, like, you give, like, these Nord Radicals, um, like, yeah, you know, like, that's, like, I don't know, um, 
but uh it's like the one thing i really like about skyrim is you know the civil war oh which side you pick really like how it influences the towns right if you pick yeah. the imperials like maven blackbriar like really uh she like she she always controlled Riften, right but she like controls every aspect of it now there's yeah, no she becomes the her now. she's the yeah. all now um and to be honest, then, uh, I I kind of don't like the opposite of that. If you choose uh, Stormcloaks, uh, Balgoths. Oh yeah, that's one thing that always breaks my heart in the Stormcloak playthrough. Yeah, as <laughs> you betray Balgriff, but at the same time, like I love that aspect of you know I'm the leader of the companions and I'm like putting one of you know uh, my bloodkin, like one of my like. One of my blade brothers, one of my shield, sorry, shield brothers, like into that position. I think it sort of makes it worth it from a role playing wow. perspective. You know what I mean? Wow. Uh, as a word companion, dare you? How dare it makes you? sense though. Like you're putting, a, yeah, you're putting one of your I shield know. brothers, right? Like it's sort know, of like skull and bones this. at that stage. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know, this is what makes Skyrim good, which is part of the reason I'm not the biggest fan of Oblivion, because I think Oblivion uh, went too far in the mystical sense. Like, the threat in Oblivion is just so big that you can't comprehend it. It's literally the doors of hell opening up. It's, yeah. it's uh, Skyrim Doom. Okay. And I really don't like that you're 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 kind of the protagonist, but you're not really. It's it's Martin Septum. He's yeah, the, the last. The story. Yeah, the last uh, king of the Septum. Yeah, the bloodline. Septum dynasty. Yeah. Yeah, and like your whole uh, understanding is, oh, I'm gonna help him become a fucking giant dragon and kill Menus dragon. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn him into Akatosh to slay. Yeah. Oh, the the one thing I really liked about Oblivion though was the Marius Dagon cult and how you infiltrate them. That was yeah. so fun. That was the, the thing is though, a lot of stuff that Oblivion did great uh, was like the Dark Brotherhood was much better. Oh, than dude, the Thieves Guild as well was so good. Yeah, yeah. The Thieves Guild in Skyrim is just, I'm sorry, it's a joke. It's a fucking. It, it's joke. not the Thieves Guild. It's the the Nightingale. That's what that is. That's a Nightingale quest. That's not the Thieves Guild quest. Yeah, there's, there's no real Thieves Guild quest in it, but uh. Yeah, I, I, I like I like the parallels with Riften and how they really like like their influence in Riften and stuff and how. Oh how yeah, you, yeah. Okay, but like that—that's where I kind of like. That, I, I, I don't like how they gimped. They really gimped uh, uh, the thieves guild with the nightingale. They should have made the nightingale its own thing. Uh, uh yeah, quest, but I you think. know they want they want to have that shock that Mercer Fry is a traitor. Ooh. And for <laughs> me, who have no idea who the fuck is uh, Gray? Oh my god, who's the guy? Nocturnal? Or, no, no, no. Are, no, are no, you, no. Oh, I thought you were talking with the Daedra. No, no, no Grey Wolf. Uh, was it Grey Wolf? The guy that was a big fan of... What the, what the fuck was... You, uh, Master Fry has a bust of him. Oh! Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, that turns into you because that's not a person; that's a persona, right? That's like yeah, because yeah. He, he he turned out to be the count of a hole, didn't he? That was missing, and then yeah, like, and like you you don the the gray mask, is it? 
the, yeah. the gray fox the gray fox gray fox yeah gray gray fox. Fox. dude the gray fox was that was so cool how you could like put on the mask and go in a massacre and then take it off and like you don't have a bounty because like they forget about you then like it's yeah like, but but here's the problem a gray fox was like a huge deal in oblivion but i didn't play oblivion Oh, so you but couldn't appreciate it? Yeah. yeah, it was like, when I was first playing Skyrim, it was like, okay, what the fuck? I really hate when games, uh, sequels become this self-referential. Like, it's yeah. okay when you have tiny things that make you go, oh, I kind of know that. Like the Talwani guy. Like the Talwani guy, um, even when I hadn't played Morrowind, I had an understanding of who he was. I didn't know what a monster he was, but he had an understanding of who he was. Or when in Dragonborn DLC, you go to the... Um, what is the name of the Solstein? Solstein. Oh yeah, and you see like the the Nords yeah, the, that live there and stuff, the skull. Yeah, and the aftermath mm. of the uh volcano, the red uh Oh the yeah, yeah. Red Dawn was it? Um, the Red Mountain. Red Mountain, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the aftermath of the uh Red Mountain erupting, and it's such a like great thing. If you play uh, Morrowind, that will become like a huge moment. But even if you haven't played Morrowind, there is enough uh, story bits there to make it like worth your time. The fact that you are playing against a Dragonborn, the first one. Um, so it's there is enough there for you. But in stuff like uh, the Thieves Guild quest, I mean, what the fuck? I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. I was just, oh, Mercer Fry is apparently a traitor. Why? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I, I didn't really like, uh, I didn't like that. Um, and like, and, another thing uh, is like, another interesting thing to bring up there is like, you know how like, that's like the, the Daedric Prince Nocturnal? Like, uh, I, I know about him. Yes, yeah, so like, like, you know how like, you can like, basically become like the champion of like, like almost every Daedric prince in the game, right? You can get like yeah, Meru's yeah. razor. You can, you know, get the the mask of I I don't know what's his name, but you know who I'm talking about. Right? Uh, like, yeah, yeah, I know. You get the uh, Ebony Mail, Molag balls, uh, mace. mace. Yeah, you can get like all these things, right? And you can like um, become you a werewolf, one? become a slave to her scene. You can become a vampire. Like yeah. the, you know how like when you die, like you're supposed to have your soul claimed by the Daedra that you were a champion for. Yeah, which who claims your soul when you're dragonborn and you die and you've done all this? Is uh, it Mary's Dagon? Is it Moloch yeah, Ball? Is, a is it theory, uh, There's a theory. Uh, is that you basically become like the first dragonborn? Oh is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the weird tentacle monster. Oh yeah, yeah. I get you. Yeah. I I don't remember his name. I I, I know uh, Hermes Mora. Hermes Moore, yeah, I, yeah. I was going to say it was something Lovecraftian in the name. They, really, they did Moore. a good job with Hermes Moore. Yeah, I think, Moore. I think that's the end. Like, at the end, yeah. you become uh, his, basically, slave. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I realized Amir has been very quiet. It's <laughs> <laughs> literally... <laughs> oh, he's on mute, he... so he, he's probably... Uh... No, I was... Uh... Well, first of all, the reason I've been mute, as I said at the beginning of the episode, is that I really don't have anything to add. I'm actually learning myself. 
I feel yeah. like um, Joe Rogan when he doesn't know anything about yeah. the subject <laughs> that the guest is talking about, <laughs> and all the time the best thing he can come up with is, is like, "Oh wow, oh really?" So I was doing DMT? that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And are you um, gonna, are you gonna be anti-vaxxer now? No, no, I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be like a soft right, uh, semi-retarded host. But uh, I was just like making that allegory soft because. Right. Uh, wait, wait, wait a second. Soft right? Yeah, like, well, like I, I think he's hiding his power level. To be honest, Joe Rogan. Like, he, yeah, I, I, uh, I do too. But like on the podcast, he's soft right. But I think internally, like behind closed doors, he's uh, far more to the right. But anyways, we're not talking about the politics yeah. of Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan I was just yeah. going to say, <laughs> yeah, then like I'm, I'm actually enjoying this and I didn't really want to take any, t- any time away from the good content uh, with my presence. So I'm here, uh, but I really don't have anything okay. to add, you know. Uh, you're here, you're queer, get used to it? Uh, I guess, yeah, sure. Yes. <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, so you've played Skyrim, you said. I want to say, did you ever get into the Civil War at all? As I said, I like this is, uh, I think I was in my second grade of high school. And this is the year that I was playing a lot of other games on the side. And I was just like, I didn't, I remember distinctly that it took me like a year to finish it. So, oh. story-wise, don't ask me anything. Specifically because it was at a time that it was mostly into the gameplay mechanics because I, I, I had started having ambitions for making video games. So I was like trying to understand how they make the world and how the mechanics of it right. work and how the physics operate. Or, so in those regards... Still, like, think about getting into game thefts? Like, well, not, not as much. Project? Yeah, I did try it like a few years ago, but then I realized that like it, I would have to invest a lot of time and money into it. I'm and gonna, I'm gonna make I, Ami make a game. Don't worry about it, dear <laughs> listeners. Like yeah, every other like, week, I, I, I go to Ami and I, Ami, I have an idea no, for a video I, game. I will pursue it because at the time, like every time I have tried this, like uh, I've tried my hand at this for three times, I think. But the, 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 well, they say the third time is the charm, but I think uh, the fourth time is going to be the charm for me. But I, I will get back to it. But the problem I did has try... always been you didn't have a good storyteller by your side. <laughs> Definitely. But the other problem was that like the third time, the third time that I tried to make a video game was with Unity, which I... Uh, like, Unity is one of those engines that's like you're going to have a love-hate relationship with it. But I think for me, the hatred part is the bigger part. So I think yeah. the next time that I'm going to try my hand with this thing, it's gonna, not going to be with Unity. And then I'm again... With I'm with you. Fuck but Unity. You know what the problem is that we don't really have that many, that many engines for us people that don't have any money or experience. So it's yeah, either no, Unity... Not, not a lot of open source. <laughs> yeah. So either Unity, which is like the best choice in the sense that like it has the biggest community, you can find the most of the answers for your problems and the best tutorials, like a, a whole range of them. Other than that, it's like, I don't know, Unreal Engine. But then again, like 
I think the community is not as big as it is for Unity. So, yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. let's let's make our own engine. <laughs> yeah, I I think you're you've had a lot too much sugary sodas, my friend. But uh, let's get back to Skyrim. So okay, the thing that uh, I do want to talk about is that just just a quick thing though. Playing, you mm -hmm. said you were playing for mechanics and all of that. No, I wasn't playing for that. I'm saying I paid a lot of attention to them, like yeah, disproportionately more attention. Play, and playing Skyrim for gameplay mechanics. Exactly. I was going <laughs> to say, okay, yeah. no, one of the reasons that I was like, because I was playing FPS games, I was playing third-person shooters, I was oh. playing like cover-based shooters, and like I was trying to see what like uh, distinguishes each and every one of them, like what sets them apart. And like it's been interesting to me how it's like a bane to every RPG game given how big the worlds are, how vast everything is. And like the element of jank, even to this day, like even in Witcher 3, which is like a relatively recent game, like these games are extremely jank. And you you have like you have to have a decade of modders fixing everything on top of the like the developer themselves to have the game not be as jank as it used to be and i i think it's a curse yeah. that like it's unavoidable given how um, vast these uh, games are yes and no to be honest uh, now i don't know uh, how many of uh, i do know you're not the biggest fan of rpgs in general like as I said, I think the reason is that when I started, like, I've been a gamer since I was, like, three. And before the age of, I would say, 16, I didn't really have the necessary tools, the biggest one of them being command of English. Like, before that, like, yeah. I, I wouldn't really make anything out of those games. And also, like, I, I've always been this kind of... ADHD-esque kind of guy in the sense that like a lot of RPGs especially when I was younger you have to have a sense of patience like try to learn the game try to understand what's going on like both story-wise and mechanic-wise and like how to deal with this specific type of enemy what to do with this and as a kid I wasn't really like into that I was into fast-paced action video games that like didn't have much thinking but just doing things like putting my reflexes to the test and uh, so for me you. to say i you. haven't been a big fan of rpg games it's not true it's just that i really couldn't enjoy them but i think now that i'm revisiting a lot of older titles that i should have but couldn't back in the day like the next project that i'm gonna like truly immersed myself in is uh, Metal Gear Solid because that's one of the other series that I couldn't play as a kid. It was a that's bit... RPG though. No, I know, most, I know. No, 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 no I'm, I'm, just, saying that, I'm mm. just saying that, you know, uh, like in proportion, uh, many of the games you've played, you, you can't become a fan of RPGs. I'm just saying at the moment, you're not the mm -hmm. biggest fan of them. <laughs> yeah, like I still can't say that RPGs are like... Like, in one sense, they are the definition of video games to me, in the sense yeah. of wandering around, in the sense of getting lost in truly, like, unknown terrains. Like, uh, 
in this sense of complete awe and like utter uh, I don't know Basically not knowing yeah yeah like I love that aspect like that's what makes that's half of what makes video games uh, therapeutic to me so in that sense nothing even com comes close to RPG games and I've always appreciated that well, but in the other sense I'm it's like it's, it's the patience and the learning yeah. curve that each one of them has and that's the part that I lacked as a kid. But I think nowadays I'm uh, I'm gonna gradually like it's gonna grow bigger and bigger on me is what I'm trying to nice. say. Nice. I do agree with you that it is like a huge time uh, investment. Like when you get into a RPG series, you're in it for a long time. Like one of the reasons I cannot get into Gothic yet is because Gothic Two, by some estimates, is like 300 hours of content. If you want to have a full yeah. experience, and it's like, yeah, oh. fuck you. <laughs> Even like, is... mm -hmm. go on. No, I was gonna say this is just Gothic Two, like not even considering Gothic One the and series. Gothic Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I was gonna say, like even um, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, which is like not an RPG game like a traditional RPG RPG game. Like, it's the most RPG Zelda game, but it's still not, like, mm. Skyrim RPG. And even that, I think, like, I spent 200 hours on it, and I didn't even completely finish it. Like, I think yeah. there's another 100 hours in it. So every mm. RPG game is, like, a you have to invest a lot of time. And as you grow older, like, that's the other problem. Like, I now have the patience and the knowledge and the skills to enjoy these games, but I don't have the time to do that. <laughs> and that's, yeah. like, the tragedy. I, I, I understand, I understand. I mean, mm -mm. let's make an RPG. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, when you say Amir, it's, it's one of those moments where, like, your girlfriend, like, calls you by your full name and you know you're in a, in a pool of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and when you're like, Amy, it's like a pipe dreamish after your snort of cocaine kind of planning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't do in cocaine. I don't mm. snort cocaine. I said I don't do in cocaine. Drink. I was like, hmm, I think you're, yeah, you're confusing coke as in Coca-Cola. Yeah. I, I, I do drink a lot of coke. Yeah. Which used uh, to have we, cocaine in it, did you know? That? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like literally, in the like literally, the name comes from that. Yeah. So, like, just as a thought experiment, because Skyrim is not a very good gameplay game. Uh, neither of Elder Scrolls games are, in my opinion. Like gameplay, is I, I think it actually is. That that that's the thing that I was gonna. Say. Sorry to cut you off, but no, no. I think. Um, Honestly, uh, putting uh, RPG games on the same yardstick as like FPS games and other games is not fair because they really don't have to have great physics or even great AI to some to a certain degree in the sense that like most of their time and effort and energy has to be put in balanced leveling, in creating good races in creation of random events so i think we shouldn't really pit them against um other genres let's say 
No, no, and I'm not putting. I'm not putting it against other genres. I'm putting it against other RPGs like Witcher, uh, like uh, okay, this is very unfair. Okay, but put it against uh, other first-person RPGs, though. Uh, Skyrim isn't a first-person RPG. Skyrim is. You can press F, and it will yeah. become third-person. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I know, quite like playing third-person. Like, yeah, I know, but like. It was made not not just Skyrim, like the entire series was kind of like built around FPS. You know what I mean? So, well, yeah, like I let's think, not be yeah. disingenuous. Ali, like you know, most people do play first person. I think that is the. Vision, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that. Okay, Especially uh, when we look at like the original games, like when we look at like Arena yeah. Daggerfall, like it's it's roots definitely are in first person. Yeah, that, that's like, look, okay. it's been built like the even the world. When you played, like, that's why I never played Skyrim in third person, because I know when a video game was not built for third person. Like, the GTA V, it's not built for first person. You yeah. give... You get the charm playing first person, yeah. Yeah, but, like, there's something off. And the Elder Scrolls series has always been like that. Like, I know that it's made for first person. And, like, the, everything becomes even jankier. When you play it in third person. Yeah, like, uh, your attacks are actually slower in third person, by the way. At least yeah. one-handed uh, normal attacks. I'm such a nerd. I don't, why do I know that? Why do I know that, like, no, no, they're hostile? It's completely understandable because yeah. you see the full <laughs> nah, animation in yourself, the dude, like, yeah. This is a nerd-free, like, shame-free <laughs> zone. Like, this is where we nerd on in full capacity. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> but, uh... Just as a thought experiment, I mean, I'm going to tell you the full two sides of the Civil War, and JD uh, will probably correct me because I'm going to be very mean-spirited to one side of it, and you tell me which side would you be on. That sounds like a good plan, yeah. Yeah. Go on. Okay. In Skyrim, when you get to the story, there is two sides. Basically, there is a civil war going on. One okay, side that of much it, I do know. Just give me the like um, the oh. details and like yeah, rundown of the okay, detail. Okay, the Stormcloaks believe that Skyrim, the country of Skyrim, belongs to the mm-hmm. race of Nords. They are racist okay. against Dunmer, which is Dark Elves, and Argonian and Khajiit. To be honest, okay. everyone is racist against Khajiit, so we don't care about them. <laughs> I I think it is okay. a bit more passive aggressive than that. Like I, I think it's uh I, I don't think um that sort of blatant racism is inherent to uh being a stormcloak, but I do think most stormcloaks are like that. You oh, know I, mean? I mean it is in their like mission statement. Like part of the reason they want Skyrim for the Nords is to Basically, is it like a reaction to having do, been do they, stopped? Do they it? really want an ethno state, or do they want? That's like the one thing I don't think they they want to achieve an ethno state. I think it's more so the sort like of like want, Brexit. Uh, I, I think it's a lot more like Brexit's like sort of uh, nationalist sentiment as I opposed mean, to Nazi Germany's. You know probably, I mean? but I feel like, like even in Brexit, people like Nigel Farage, they definitely want a ethno state. I mean, yeah, yeah, that is what they want, but pragmatically speaking, that's not what they. Are, oh, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I agree, but I think uh, Ulfric, uh and people like Ulfric really do want ethno state. They do mean Skyrim for the North. Oh yeah, as yeah. 
sure. I mean, mm-hmm. is for the North. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, you said, is it a reaction? It is a reaction. Before, like, before this civil war, there was another war between elves and humans, in which humans' empire uh, in Cyrodiil, it lost, and it lost bad. And this is giving me Warlord 1 vibes. <laughs> oh, yeah, sort of. <laughs> Mm-hmm. They lost that. I, and... I think it's like the fall of the empires, like sort of what, what we're seeing now with America. You know what I mean? And how there's a new sort of empire on the rise. You know, you have China, and like how uh, obviously there wasn't like a war or anything. But I think like in terms of like the losing, how America's losing its influence internationally, how China's gaining influence. I think that there's like really interesting parallel there. Sorry yeah, to change yeah, topic. I uh, no, no, no. To I completely agree with you. I don't think it was actually making it more uh, understandable to average viewer. You know, average okay, listener. Okay. Actually, yeah. yeah. Oh, if you're viewing it on YouTube, I mean, while you're well, viewing I, it, if it's you're just viewing a... <laughs> a text and like a picture, you yeah. really gotta check your uh, mental health. Yeah. So, part of the reason this whole thing happened. Is because after that war where Empire lost, the elves issued a command basically that uh, you cannot worship Talos. Talos was a king. He was the first Tiber Septim, right? Yeah, he, he was the first uh, Empire of the Septim. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, like, yeah, here's yeah, the thing: this it, it's it's very it's speculated that he's that Talos is multiple people, like Tiber Septim is multiple people. He's a Breton aristocrat. But like, there's also another person that used this the persona. Sort of like you know Saint Patrick, actually, great example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saint yeah. Patrick wasn't one person; he was multiple missionaries. Uh, uh, you know, uh, what were they called? Uh, like it was Roman, like an Roman alias, Britain. Is what you're yeah, like it was an alias, right? That's like mm-hmm. what Tiber Septum was, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He was he was a Breton aristocrat. Ironic, you know, half elf essentially. Uh, yeah, aristocrat. <laughs> uh, uh, a Nord was a Nord, yeah. Was, and, a lot and, of people and, think and, he was Nord, and an Imperial, uh, an Imperial as well. So there's three people that use the alias. So um, that's really um, interesting, though. Like, who achieved yeah, Godhood? Yeah. Was it was it all of them? Um, um, yeah, the the Godhood achieving part is also very counter controversial. Yeah. A lot of people, again, the elves don't believe that Talos should be a god. So basically, they outlawed the practice of uh, worshipping Talos publicly and officially. Like, you, mm-hmm. even privately, if they find out about it, you'll get fucked. But uh, the yeah, not... I, I get the whole, like, let's say... Uh, the Religious persecution. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And because of that, Ulfric is actually a Talos worshipper. Mm-hmm. Like most Nords, they're obsessed with Talos. Like, yeah, it's it's because, because uh, he's perceived he, to be a, a Nord. He's yeah. a Nord, yeah. And like, even to be honest, and fuck uh, anyone who disagrees with me on this, I don't think Talos was that great of a character. I think yeah. Yisgamor definitely deserves more than Talos. Yeah, Yisgamor okay, so was a beast, is, man. This is giving me like a. Uh fascist vibes in the sense that like they are trying to reach a glory of the past that really oh, yeah. wasn't oh, there to yeah. begin with oh yeah, yeah. You know? definitely oh, yeah. like dude you have no idea how close you went with it 
uh, not okay. only do the storm clocks have like their own uh uh like how do you say it um uh, i was i'm gonna just say like a uniform that represents the heritage of nordic wow okay ancestry Bo- and mm-hmm. they forced the Danmer in Windhelm to live in a slum, like a literally bad slum. There is a literal serial killer in Windhelm, in their capital, but they don't give a shit. You know, yeah, this is a... Uh, this is like... Oh, another dark, thing. Mm. This is like something I completely oh, forgot about because it's briefly mentioned in, in, in the game when you talk about... You know the guy that like replaces Ulfric when you fight for the Empire? Uh, uh, I don't know his name. He's sort of forgettable, but uh, yeah, he he's the one that sticks up for the Dunmer, right? So he tells you about how, like, okay, let's say a Nord village in the hold gets attacked by bandits. The first thing Ulfric does when he hears about this is rally, he rallies up the troops and he avenges these, this Nord village. But if it's like Argonians or Dunmer in the hold that get attacked, he doesn't give a fuck. Like they're on their yeah. own. They don't have the support of the guard or or the stormcloak uh, soldiers at all. They're really on yeah. their own. Yeah, I mean, uh, you want to sort of uh, sort of reminds me uh, there. American uh, it's Kurds. A, yeah, uh, like so. Like this kind of reminds me of like um, in America, sort of the response times for for people in in white neighborhoods compared to you know like um, POC <laughs> yeah. neighborhoods. Dude, it's yeah. like oh, crazy. Yeah. Like even like so like I'm from Ireland, Northern Ireland, right? If you're from like an Irish Catholic, um, like a neighborhood, you're gonna be waiting like an hour for a police station that's five minutes down the road to respond. Yeah, it's to like any crime literally or systemic yeah. racism. I, I think no but, other way to put it. But, but if you're like a PUL community, like you know, I'm not sectarian. I have no problem with the PUL community. But you know, they definitely have the upper hand in terms of a systemic, uh, uh, in a systemic sense. Uh, they get the response in that five minute window that it takes to get to their house. So it's like, it's very similar in that sort of sense. Um, there's yeah, a lot, yeah. a that, lot that's of That's why I say work. that Ulfric himself would probably would love to have Skyrim as a whole to be at no say if, 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 if he could, if he yeah, didn't need I, these people. Yeah. Exactly. Like the problem mm. he has with Force One is even more idiotic because even if you want to go by like, he murdered the, the children. Days, yeah yeah like uh you know he murdered the the younglings like um what's that uh anakin skywalker yeah he went full <laughs> anakin skywalker uh, mode it's because yeah. his whole thing was e- dude even the nord children it was like if you were if you were in markarth a child a woman elderly whoever you were if you did not pick up an axe and kick out the force worn out of markarth you were executed like when and, they were kicked and out. it's kind of kind of funny when you I mean you said about the former glory because Force One are the former glory of Skyrim. Yeah, yeah well not all of Skyrim, like the Reach, right? Because the yeah, Reach yeah, is the like Reach, yeah. The Reach, Reach is, is like very old. It, it's like another like another parallel is the arbitrary lines that are drawn for countries. So like see like the Reach, sort of the Markarth region, it's half of a it's half of a nation of people really. So you have the yeah. the, the because you, what you have to realize is the the Reachmen they're they're not Bretons actually they're their own sort of separate ethnic group of people more more similar to Bretons out of anyone right. Mm-hmm. But uh, they're I think they're more human than Bretons. But uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I don't know. But uh, 
half of the reach is actually in high rock right oh yeah uh, yeah so it's yeah. like see it's like these arbitrary lines like sort of like uh british you know, like, people like making... you know like you know like how like kurds right they they uh you know, Kurd- like what's perceived to be Kurdistan is like in all these nations. You have like Turkey, uh, Syria, yeah, yeah, Iran, Iran. Iran yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's, it's very like the the political parallels are like they they really put a lot of um, thought and time into that world building. It's yeah, like yeah. if only they put that much thought and time into the game mechanics as well. And, but, uh, and to be honest, and to be honest, the main fucking story, because the main story in Skyrim and Oblivion are the weakest part of it. Yeah, yeah. Alduin uh, is not a bad villain, but he's a very weak one. And the story you go to get to him is a very boring one. Like, you get yeah. to have an Elder Scroll, which is kind of funny. I don't think we had one in Oblivion, did we? Oh, you you steal an Elder Scroll for the Thieves Guild. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I mean in the main main uh, storyline. Oh yeah, you don't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So in this one, you get to have an Elder Scrolls, which I mean, branding. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Elder in, Scrolls have been. In, you actually got two. I think you got a you got uh, another in the Dawnguard DLC. Oh, if you get the uh, DLCs, you get more than two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! You got a, got a few. Yeah, it's been so. Yeah. I, I only played Dongard once. I I don't Dongard know. I, is not Dongard a fan. Is, not a yeah. big fan of Dongard, to be honest. Like me neither. Like I like the idea. Dongard uh, introduces vampires, which are my favorite monsters. Well, These vampires days. were there, but they really gave them the, the depth that they deserved. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I mean, do you? I don't know. I I don't think you've played Dongard. No, I haven't. I only you can literally do this. You can literally do this. Uh, you can't block out the sun. You can oh. like block out the sun and like become like, like you know, like massive monster vampire. Yeah, real. yeah. So like you can like make it so the vampires can like walk around a day and like you know. But like one thing is though, it's like it's kind of lore breaking. It lasts like a couple fucking minutes. Like it doesn't even like. It's not even yeah. permanent, you know what I mean? Like, it's oh, supposed yeah. to be a permanent thing, but and, I don't know. Um, that, that's part of the issue with Skyrim as, like, a whole. I think as a game, which is something we talked about in our last episode, which was about Seinfeld, I talked about how in sitcoms, characters cannot change because sitcoms mm. are syndicated and they need to be able to be run out of order and still make sense. This yeah. is the problem for Skyrim as well, you can't have meaningful changes in the world because if you do, uh, some other quest might find issues. Like the biggest you have is the Yarl's change or the guards walking around changes. And basically it's just cosmetic changes. Mm -hmm. I think that's been true for like, not just in one game, but like in the entire series of Skyrim. I mean, like let's say the last three ones that actually matter the most. And I think uh, it's kind of intentional in the sense that, like, when you make a world this big, and when the players get the right to like make decisions and like they they can go different paths, continuity becomes a problem, you know, like because each player has had their own experience, their own world. So I think it is a problem. 
but I don't blame them. Like, how do you resolve this problem? Like, there well, are many uh, things you could do. Actually, uh, funny you should mention that, uh, because another game actually fixed that for them. And that game is Fallout New Vegas. And the answer is very counterintuitive, I agree. It's just that uh, you block some places off. Basically, if you do this, you won't get to play a whole chunk of our game. Well, yeah. Or you could introduce like saves, universal saves, or at least ask the player what they've done in like in a Mass Effect Witcher sense. But still, oh, no, 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 I, no, no, no. I, I don't mean I don't, dude. I don't. No, no, mean, I like, got what the... you mean. Yeah, I, I did get what you mean. Like you said, like literally block off certain parts. Like that is one solution to the problem. I'm just saying that like that would take away a lot of content from a game. So I think yeah, a bit of inconsistency, that's, a bit of that's myth. That's not bad. Uh, that's the thing. I do understand it's a whole other design philosophy than what Bethesda wants mm-hmm. to do. I think it, it's a good idea for a mod, you know, like a, an experience of well, many that you could have. To, to be honest, out of many that uh, you could have. Let me tell you. Let me tell it to you this way. Um, in Fallout New Vegas, if you go with the Caesars Legion, you cannot go with the NCR. Hey, then this does make sense. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, like, blocking off entire regions? I don't know. Too much, I think. A pity so. Got nothing to eat? You're oh, the gods that- Stop right there, criminal scum! Nobody breaks the law on my watch! I'm confiscating your stolen goods. Now pay your fine, or it's off to jail. And pay with your blood. Well, the next time, uh, I think I don't know. I I disagree. I think that increases replayability. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I uh, think it really makes you stick to your guns as well. It really makes you like think about what you want to do because one thing I thought was very immersion breaking about Vanilla Morrowind was you could be in the Telvanni in the major skill at the same time, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah, uh, and and like for example in Skyrim. One of the biggest things in Markov, because I do remember that quest very clearly, because I think it was a great quest. You go <laughs> to the Forsworn leader. Uh, oh, yeah, the guy, that, was, that was a great quest. I fucking yeah. love that quest. And, and you oh, get yeah. to either kill him or let him go free. Or break out with him. Like it's, yeah, yeah, or break out with was, him. That was an experience. That was such a yeah. great but, chef's kiss. If anyone, <laughs> like, like, that's like one of the best side quests i've ever played in a video game ever i'd say it's top three really yeah. it's just it's unreal the way you like you're you're investigating like all the drama going into town with you know like talos worship and um yeah the parallels exactly. with the forest Warren and the nords and the silver bloods and they see you snooping around and they frame you and they put you in prison and then you got like you're really at like at a crossroads okay do i mind my own business do i just kill this guy and leave or Shit, he really has a point. You know what I mean? Or do you get radicalized? You know, it's like do you, when you meet Tegazinski in prison, do you become on prim or do you like uh, uh <laughs> or or do you um take the blue pill? It's, it's yeah, but uh, here's the problem it is a great side quest, it feels like you should have great repercussions to the region. There's really very, uh, to be honest, right? I think that 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 quest, like. It is, yeah, exactly. You should have had way more repercussions. Um, but I'm not sure if like um, there should have been like more to it. Like 
imagine like an independent reach like if you could have achieved that that yeah, would exactly. have been unreal, taking and back Markarth. And I would agree, it would fuck up like seven other quests and 17 other like mini quests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? I'm sorry, let them, let fuck it up. Uh, it's like that, 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 that quest is really catered towards sneak builds, right? It's really because yeah. it's, it's like uh, what you're doing, you're sneaking around Markarth and you get caught, right? You like it should have the same where you're not able to go back to Markarth without. You know, wait, I know you. You're that Forsworn terrorist. Yeah, exactly. You're off the mines. Okay, in that sense, I do agree with you. Like, uh, not letting you do certain things. You're literally like, you're literally like, um, you know, you guys might not know. You're you're literally like, you know, like, you know, like, it's imagine being like, like, like Belfast, for example, in Northern Ireland, right? And being like a part, of, like joining the IRA and stuff, and going to the maze prison and breaking out because that's what happened. Actually, that's sort of a great parallel right there. Is the maze prison breakout, like sort of with that breakout prison in, in Markarth, because yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a native population, you know, being oppressed, like their their path towards radicalization and how they break out of like the most secure prison in, in the region. Um, yeah, yeah. It's that's a great movie, by the way. Um, it's on Netflix. Uh, Maze. Uh, great actors in it as well. It's about RA prisoners breaking out of um, this most secure yeah. prison in, in Europe. Uh, really interesting. Uh, yeah. A true story, obviously. But uh, yeah, no, it's like it's it should have had way more repercussions. Like it's like what imagine like see the the guy that like uh, broke uh, the RA out of Maze like. Dude, like if he went into Belfast, it was on site with the RUC, like uh, the police. You know what I mean? It would have been on site, like exactly. Know, you, wait, I know you. Exactly. You know that it should have been like that with Markarth. Like, I know exactly. you get you get a bounty right for like the people you kill, but you can just like pay the fine and you're fine. Like, dude, yeah. what? Like, yeah. <laughs> like what happened to killing every woman and child that didn't help uh, kick out the Forsworn? What's going on? Like, they'll they'll kill literally. children that don't take up an ox and like kill like Briarheart like terrorist mages. Yeah, uh, it's but, like, like it's like it's like if uh, Osama bin Laden paid like seven million to U.S. government and then yeah, it was like okay. like Osama bin Laden's like okay, I'm going to New York, guys. Here's two million dollars. I got it from my friends in Saudi. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. And when you put and, it that way, yeah. It's immersion breaking. It's and, so immersion yeah. breaking. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and like another immersion point, breaking thing, like sorry, sorry to off you, Ali. No, no, Why okay. are you able to wear a full imperial attire and bump into the storm cloaks in the wilderness and they don't care? Yeah. Why are yeah. you able to now one yeah. thing that was cool was if you wore a Talos amulet and the and the Thamorcina, they'd be like, Oh, you filthy little Nord, you're wearing a Talos thing yeah. you're, you're off the north watch you go bitch we're taking you um <laughs> you need that more, was more stuff thing. like that like they should have done games, that with the with the uniforms 100%. yeah like one of the things that like uh vampire masquerade bloodlines did amazingly was the clothing mechanic and you need that like it's i don't know why uh a lot of rpg games i do understand it's a lot of work for them but you know uh, not yeah. really though like it's not that much work like it's definitely doable no, they've mean, already put into it like it's not all that much more to make it so it's illegal to wear a certain item in a certain hole. i know i know it's, it's like that they want, code, really I don't know. like 
uh, Bethesda's design philosophy is just that. I, I, oh. I think no, like I do you know what is the problem with Bethesda? They're so obsessed with that, uh, like the Nerf gun release dates. I, I don't think you might, you guys might not know, like uh, being millennials from Iran, but like growing up in America as a Zoomer, like the Nerf gun would always come in. The new Nerf gun would always come out like on uh, the tenth of October of 2010 or like you know what i mean like every year yeah, like yeah, that, right? yeah, like... uh, it's like that with bethesda it's the 11th of november 2011 right it's yeah 11 they're 11, so 11. obsessed with that right they wanted to do it with starfield this year right they wanted to yeah um you know i mean uh, that that's yeah. actually that we're that, that's where we're really going to see where bethesda's going uh yeah yeah with, with starfield, uh, starfield. Uh, yeah it's, it's kind of scary not gonna lie <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm scared man i'm scared um but the thing is that for like skyrim the reason uh, it's my favorite game let's let me reiterate that like it's a game that got me into rpgs i love mm-hmm. playing it i love going back to it i love being in that world like one of my playthroughs in skyrim is basically me not doing any quest getting married to Yazolda, adopting two kids and become a farmer <laughs> yeah, man, like, you can do that, like, like, I've seen, like, see, dude, like, really, like, I really recommend it, Amir, look into the mm-hmm. Wildlander, uh, and, and Ollie, right, uh, especially you, Ollie, after you said that, right, yeah. Wildlander, uh, mod list, look into that, man, because you could, like, do a playthrough being, like, like, seriously, you could be, like, a merchant, like, an imperial merchant, sort of, like, uh, that guy in Riverwood, on yeah. your whole your whole thing is you don't have any battle skills. You just like you have alchemy to make money, you have like smithing to make money, and you have like really good bartering skills. But like all your combat is like hiring followers with this like vast wealth that you're making. And I've seen someone like yeah. do this. Like seriously, look up Wildlander. There's there's a merchant playthrough on there, dude. Like you like it. It's, it seems mundane and boring, but dude, like it it seems so fun to me doing like you know like really like ignoring the game and just like like just completely focusing on minor mechanics like becoming a merchant or a farmer like it's like and that's you're really a part of that just really shows you you're part of a living world you know what i mean especially in that wildlander bloodless if you were thought you were if you thought you were a part of a living breathing world before you you ain't seen shit yet man like look into that mod list. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I'm, I'm completely, I'm completely with you, and that's the problem with Skyrim. It's just that the mods are making it a better game, and ultimately, mm. kind of making you realize, well, the vanilla wasn't that good, was it? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> like that one thing was, you're able to go straight into Bleakfold's Barrow, and then all of a sudden, you're able to shout like, you know, it's like, yeah. dude. But like, see, like Wildlander, dude. I'm, I'm level fourteen. And I'm I, I'm not even thinking about going to Bleak Falls Borrow yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's you really this mod pack it really makes you it forces you to become a part of the world before you become Dragonborn. Sort of like how Morrowind made you become a part of the world and immerse yourself in the living and breathing world before you became the Nerevar. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah, I'm 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 with you. And you see that's the biggest problem with Elder Scrolls as an RPG series hopefully um thankfully we have a great modding community that are willing to do all of the stuff that Bethesda itself are not doing but uh i like 
I, this is going to sound very mean. I'm kind of hoping for Elder Scrolls 6. Bethesda doesn't make it. It's Obsidian that has to make it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one like New uh, Vegas. And, yeah. yeah, and then Todd Howard has to come out and sell the game that he didn't make. Make, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it is Bethesda that's making it. I yeah, it. yeah it has yeah. been Bethesda for, I think, more than five or six years. Before we go on, uh, we're like five minutes away from the two hour mark. Which is like no, but that yeah. flew by. That was yeah. That was that was good. That you know, that's uh, time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, sure. I guess so, I don't I'm just saying is... that, like, if there's anything important that you should you think you should mention, because I think like more than two hours is like the the line that like yeah, I agree. Yeah, that that'd probably be hard to listen to. You know, it's probably yeah. You know, it's probably fun for us to go on and on for longer. But, yeah, yeah, we could yeah. like talk for ten hours or even yeah. more. But like, we should keep listeners in mind. Yeah, we should yeah. really land the plane now. Yeah, I feel well, like, yeah. I don't, I don't think there is anything. We talked about Arena and Daggerfall. We talked about Morrowind in depth. We talked about Skyrim in much more depth. I, I think we talked about modders and a great modding community. We talked about Oblivion. We talked about problems with Skyrim. We talked about the politics of Skyrim. So I guess with that, JD, do you have anything you want to plug for our listeners to go to? Uh, oh, yeah. like and, like and Definitely, like I said, like Wildlander mod list. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, your stuff. by yourself, like about yourself. Oh, about myself. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, not really. Um uh, you know, like if you have um, a channel or like a no, no, page. no, no. I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm cool, guys. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm not really, uh, yeah. Okay. No. Uh, yeah. And uh, we will get a list of the uh, mods that JD mentioned. Yeah, JD recommended, um, and we will put it. Yeah, below, I'll, like, I'll put everything yeah. I mentioned uh, in the chat, and you guys can, you know. Yeah, yeah we'll yeah. put it on the under the post or like the. The thing that we posted on, we'll put on in every the description. Platform. Yeah, yeah the description <laughs> or like a post or whatever. And like it's Instagram, YouTube. So there's not one name that we can miss. <laughs> it's yeah. gonna be in the description textually. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So uh, with that said, uh, I don't think there is anything. JD, is there anything else you want to mention before we say our goodbyes? Uh, no, no. I, I think. Uh... You know, we've talked about as much as we really could. Really, uh, I just wanted to say thank you guys for having me on the podcast. It was, it was fun. It was, uh, it was nice talking to you guys again. Uh, uh, it was actually thank you for like joining us. It was really fun, and like yeah. it was obvious that like we were all having fun. But I'm glad that like through your tone, it was obvious that you're having fun as well. So I'm glad that like the atmosphere was good and good and friendly enough for you to like have fun as well and um we'll probably not probably definitely do this more often next seasons you know and uh come up with uh new topics that we're all passionate about you know so, yeah i'd love to be yeah. back on again sometime guys like this yeah is, sure sure it's really yeah. an honor all right so. so with that said amy is there anything you want to mention not really no well, the only thing I want to mention is, uh, just as a last fuck you to Todd Howard, go <laughs> and watch the uh, the It Just Works music video from the Chalk Eaters. 
it's, it's just a great music. Okay, I'll look yeah. into that. Yeah, yeah, it sounds funny. Uh, <laughs> oh, it is. Uh, and with that said, Amir, do you want to sign us off? Yeah, sure. Uh, so we will see you again unless we die or don't feel like it. Never should have come here. We wanna thank you. Oh, you remind me of my cousin's cat. Kill that too. Listening to a shitty podcast. Skyrim belongs to the north. It's another shitty podcast. Another shitty podcast.